Well, it doesn't seem like five minutes since I was recording the April podcast, but here we are recording the May one. And in this podcast, I'm going to be looking at a number of really, really good photo blogs, great resources for checking out new images and photo stories. still not sure about that music. I think uh, I might have to have a look about and replace that at the end of the year. And uh, I might have a word with a friend of mine and see whether uh, Steve will record me a little piece of music for the podcast, a specially commissioned theme tune, so to speak. Well, it's a gorgeous sunny Sunday morning here. It's a bit windy. It's probably not as warm as it should be, but, you know, it's not bad for going out and taking pictures today here in uh, my part of England. Yesterday had the sad news that Dennis Hopper, the American actor, had died. And Hopper will probably be best remembered by a lot of photographers and a lot of the public as well for portraying the photojournalist at the end of Apocalypse Now. A lot of actors have portrayed photojournalists over the years but I think Hopper managed to capture the essence of what a photojournalist was like during the Vietnam War. A lot of them, quite frankly, were, well, to use probably the word unhinged, wouldn't be that far from the truth. Hopper's character was allegedly based on Tim Page, a British photographer who was working uh, in Vietnam from about 1962 or 63 up until he was injured in 1969. He returned to Britain in 1969 after the soldier in front of him tripped on a mine. Amazingly, the soldier managed to survive the explosion without a scratch, but Page was hit by a lot of the shrapnel. And on the flight, he uh, died three times. He had to be resuscitated three times. And anyway, he was he was that badly injured that he was he was sent back to to Britain. And in many respects, it actually saved his life. If you think of someone like Larry Burroughs, who worked in Vietnam during a similar sort of period to Page, he was there in the early 60s as well. Larry Burroughs was killed when his helicopter was shot, shot down in 1971. And I can imagine, actually, that probably if Page, if he had stayed, he would have continued to take the risks... He was often quoted as saying that you needed to be first out of the hole to get the shot. Because if you were... You needed to be the winner. You needed to be at the front. You needed to be leading to, to get the best image. And to a certain extent, that is a sort of attitude that Hopper's character has got in Apocalypse Now. There are a few actors who have, um, you know, portrayed photographers in a similar sort of light. Uh... But to be honest, I think Hoppers is probably the best. Well, it's been a busy sort of few weeks. A lot of the work has been on the various websites and things. I'm trying to increase my merchandising online by putting more photos onto various different websites. I've still got a Cafe Press store that I need to get sorted out. The one I've been working on recently has been the Red Bubble site, which... For those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's similar to Cafe Press, but it's a free service. You can upload your artwork and your photography to it for nothing. And then they basically send it out 
when someone orders it. It's a great service, especially considering it's free. I've been updating it. I've been on there about two years. I think I first set up an account uh, June 2008. So I've been on there two years. But I must admit, I haven't been using it as much as I should have been. So what I've decided over the last few months is to gradually increase the amount of work on there. So that if anybody is interested in buying a piece of work, uh, they can go there and easily purchase it and have it delivered they do everything from canvas prints to framed artwork you can find all of this by the way at redbubble.com that is just one of my many websites and i have i've had a few people ask me why do i have so many and the reason is is a lot of them are free and they're great ways of promoting your work online other than your website and other than a blog I mean, I have two blogs, and I have a main website. But I also have a Twitter feed, I have a MySpace page, I have a Facebook page. So if if you can imagine all of those together, you know, you've got quite a broad section of work spread out, appealing to various different people. Another one that I'm thinking about adding to that list is Flickr. Flickr is a very popular service with a lot of photographers, I've got a basic account at the moment, it's one of the free accounts, but I'm certainly thinking about upgrading it to a a professional account, I think they call it. Um, Mainly because it's, it's a great service, it's a great way of putting images out there, it has a great social network, a lot of photographers absolutely adore it, and I might as well uh, have a bash myself. Fashion is... Well, it's a very strange and fickle business um, being online. You just look at MySpace. MySpace is still a very popular website, but it's certainly not as popular as it used to be. Will I get rid of my MySpace page? No, I don't think so, not at the moment. I rather like the page that I've got. It's taken a long time to, to develop it and build it up, and I don't really see any point in deleting it. So if you are starting out as a professional photographer or you're thinking about becoming a professional photographer, what I would recommend is you have a look around some of the social uh, network sites, social media, and I would certainly have a Twitter page, I would certainly have a Facebook page, and I would certainly consider having a MySpace page, because what you've got to remember is they might be out of fashion now, but these things are usually on a cycle, and MySpace could come back it's quite feasible for it to come back. It might take five years, it might take ten years, but they might do something to the website that suddenly encourages people to use it. And MySpace generally is a very popular place for creative people. If you're wanting to be a music photographer, uh, for instance, I would certainly recommend having uh, a MySpace page anyway because an awful lot of uh, bands are still using MySpace to promote their music and promote their gigs and you've got to be where your customers are so even though a lot of the media goes on about how MySpace is dead and no one's using it it's not true there are still an awful lot of people using websites like MySpace to promote their own creative work filmmakers photographers musicians artists actors They all use MySpace still, so it's still worth having a page there. Right, the next thing is, well, the next big project that's going to be coming up will be in June, and that's going to be the filming of Christian 
the vampire movie that I've been involved with for about the last six months. It has taken a long time to put together. I've been involved with it for about six, seven months now, but Matt, the director and the writer, has been developing this for, for five years. It's a labour of love for him, and it is coming very, very close to filming. I can tell you that Matt is pretty nervous about it. I don't think he's got any worries at all, really. I think he's going to fit nicely into the director's chair, and he's he's got a lot of crew and cast who will support him. Everybody is working for free. There's no budget to to pay anybody unless, you know, we we have a success on our hands, which, you know, touch wood, hopefully we uh we will. It's going to be night shoots and the lighting is going to be pretty tricky to be honest. It's going to be mostly street lighting and you know, a bit of stray light from windows and doorways and things like that. So it's going to be pretty tricky to light uh, on occasion. Some places where we'll be filming there'll be great street lighting and other places, you know, you're not going to have that much light at all. So we'll probably have to uh, carry some lights with us. I'm going to have a car packed full of gear as usual. Um, It's certainly going to be rather interesting to be working with the moving image rather than the still image. I think I've mentioned this before in the blog. But to be honest, I don't think there's that much difference, really. It's the way that it looks. And the only thing is is that you're moving the camera about, whereas, of course, with the stills camera, you're just after a moment in time where with a film camera, you're, you're, you're trying to tell a story. So we're going to have lots of fun. The cameras that we're going to be using haven't quite been uh, agreed upon yet, but I think they'll probably be high definition, fairly small, so they're going to be quite interesting to handle. We're going to have steady cams, so we're going to be able to move around without the camera shaking too much, which is going to be great. And we're going to try and... Uh, well, it's going to be an action film, really, as much as anything. It It is a horror film, but it is an action film as well. We are going to be using the green screen uh, for the fight, uh, which is, you know, going to be CGI and all that. So the the uh, the actors are going to be flying around using cables and wires and things. So that should be a lot of fun. It's going to be interesting to see how that technology works. I'm not that familiar with the green screen technology, but it's been used on numerous large films, the Star Wars films, etc., etc. And we're going to be using quite a big setup. Uh, it's a two-story setup. It's huge. You could drive a truck into there, and uh, you know the the technology and the cameras and the way that it works. It'll be fascinating to see all of that up and running. And I'll be taking photographs and doing audio boo podcasts as we're doing it. Right. This next segment of the podcast is going to be looking at photography blogs. There are some great photo blogs out there, and they cover all sorts of subjects and they present images in various different ways. It can be multimedia, it can be video, it can be audio, slideshow. There's some fantastic work out there by all sorts of photographers and these photo blogs are really worth taking a look at on a regular basis. You'll find all sorts of stunning images there and it's brilliant for just finding influences. Okay then, well we'll start with the first photography blog, but before I do, I'll just remind everybody that the links to these websites and any other links that I mention on the podcast, they can be found 
on the podcast page of the Darker Skies blog, which can be found at darker-skies.com, or you can go direct to the podcast page there, which is darker-skies.com forward slash podcast. Right, well, we'll start with the first one, which is the New York Times, and they've got a blog called Lens, which is a photography, video, and visual journalism blog. It's a fantastic resource. It's got brilliant galleries. You're able to blow them up to full screen. There's a little button that you just press in the corner, and the pictures are large on your screen. The quality of the work is outstanding. They do all sorts of photography work on there. It can be landscape work. It can be photojournalism work, which, of course, you would expect with a newspaper. There's portraits. There's all sorts of things. It's a brilliant blog to visit, and I would certainly recommend it. Okay then, well the next one is The Frame and that's run by the Sacramento Bee newspaper which can be found at sacbee.com, that's S-A-C-B-E-E.com. They describe it as a photo blog of world events, which is exactly what it is. It features some fantastic images and the stories are pretty diverse. The first one at the moment is about the Gulf oil spill. The second one is about the Chelsea Flower Show, so that sort of shows you the diversity of images that you can see on the site. It's brilliantly put together, not quite as slick as the New York Times Lens blog, but it's well worth a look. Right, the next one is the Wall Street Journal photo blog called Photo Journal. It's not quite as broad with its photography as the first two that I've mentioned, and indeed the last one, which is the big picture, which is coming next. But it still is a good place to go and see photos of what's going on in the world at the moment. They tend to do it uh, in the way of photos of the day or photos of the week, but it is still worth a look. And finally, we have the big picture, which is among one of the best photo blogs I think there is on the net. It's it's along similar lines to the frame, but it has a more diverse range of images, and, it, and it's probably one of the first places that I would go to see photos. They have all sorts of photo stories on there, and they post them about three times a week. <laughs> about it for this podcast if you are interested in the photo blogs that i mentioned earlier then you can find the links to them on the darker skies podcast page which can be found at darker-skies.com forward slash podcast and all of the links are there if you want to subscribe to the podcast or you want some more information or you just want to listen to some of the earlier podcasts that I made, then there is a page dedicated to that and you can find that at richardflintphoto.com forward slash html forward slash podcasts. <laughs>